gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. Welcome everybody to this episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. My name is Sarah and this week we are discussing the overseas talent that come to the United Kingdom to perform for, well, everybody. Um, yeah, don't laugh at that. I'm waiting on the one time, I'm waiting on them to laugh. <laughs> My marketing skills were amazing, you leave me alone. Give us the money. Give us the money. Tiny little bit of housekeeping just before I get started. You've, you've heard them here, and I'm not even going to. I'm not going to give them the satisfaction of an introduction today. It's Quacko. Oh, that that was blunt. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Sorry. How you doing? I'm doing good, Quacko. How are you? Ah, not bad. Not bad. It's not like this is the first show we've recorded today. Anyway. Absolutely not. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> also joining us. <laughs> Just so you can tell by the sigh. It, he thinks everyone's his best friend, but really, in, reala- in reality, he has no friends. It is Ross McLeod. Wow, such a beautiful an English woman. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, sorry, Edinburgh, England, same thing, you know what oh, I mean? Piss oh, piss off. Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> dang it! Quackers are like, wow, and in reality going, yes, yes. <laughs> no, oh, sorry, no. we've already established that I, are, I already hate Edinburgh, so it's okay. No, because Edinburgh's worse. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> And joining us, this guy is going to get like a free pass because it's actually his first week with us, making his Eat Sleep Suplex retweet debut. It is Jack. Jack, how are you? Very well. Very well. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Glad I'm not getting roasted just yet. But uh, we'll wait for it. Um, enjoy it while it lasts. Enjoy it while I can. It's going to be a lot of blood, sweat and tears from now on. God, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so yes, this is my panel that's joining us today, but... Also make sure that you're subscribed on all our podcasting pl- uh, sites. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Android, and I lose count every week. I do this every week. I can't remember what it is. So if you just hop onto our website, suplexretweet.com, it'll actually tell you every single one that we've got at the very bottom of each page of every single show that we do. There you go, that's two plugs in one. Hey, hey. Make sure you're also following on our social media platforms. I swear to God, Ross, I can't even get through one thing without you trying to upstage me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so make sure you're subscribed, uh, not subscribed, following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We are at Suplex Retweet along all of them. And also, in my famous words of give us your money, we also have launched our own Patreon site. Wow. So enthusiastic, Kaku. So enthusiastic. You can you best. can catch so much content and it is starting at four dollars a month, which I already worked out, didn't I, Ross? Yes. To three pounds and nine pence per month. Well, that is just about the same as a meal deal. We cost the same as a meal deal. There's no excuse. You know how wrestling promotions have card subjects to change? Well, that is currency subject. To uh, currency subject. Currency subject to change. But right now, it is equivalent to three pound and nine pence, and you can get everything from like watch-alongs. Ross does retro reviews. We've got weekly shows, including like the Wednesday Night Wars review of uh, Monday SmackDown, Friday uh, Monday SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown, Monday Night Raw, everything, including NWA Power. I mean, this is how far Funny we go. They've named all those shows, but not plugged our own one. <laughs> <laughs> what, is it mine and yours? Yes. I was getting to that, because it's not even debuted yet, Quacko. Sorry, I'll, I'll shut up now. Because uh, you know, the, the show that me and Quacko have not up. already totally not recorded today as well is our Untitled 
uh, wrestling indie roundup show, which we're going to ask you guys here because everyone that's going to listen to the show, go and just help us with our name because me and Kwaku sat there arguing for ages about what a name was going to be. We decided on the music very quickly. Can I, can I make a suggestion? Seeing as Kwaku does his baking and we also have a killer song called Indie Rock and Roll. Oh god, no. Can we call it Indie Rock and Roll? Oh my god! <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> Right, if you could top Indie Sausage Roll from Ross. Because <laughs> I actually kind of like that. I beg of you. Oh my god. <laughs> right, but yes, so me and Kwaku are in the wrestling roundup show, which is currently untitled and has <laughs> the, uh, the most banging music ever because I totally agreed to it on the first time. Yes, you did. <laughs> you were so enthusiastic about it. <laughs> So yeah, this is it's basically me and Kwaku talking about all the Scottish indie wrestling promotions, which you'll probably find us at because, well, I have nothing else better to do in my life than go to wrestling shows. So speak for yourself. Well, you you announce at half of them, so it's fine. <laughs> like nearly half of them, you announce that, so I can't. We have no excuse for not taking you there. Certain promoters took Kwaku's threat of "I'll only go if you pay me." <laughs> a, bit too a little bit too seriously. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so before we get on top Before you reveal my negotiation tactic. It's supposed to be a secret. <laughs> KGB couldn't get up to talk. I don't know how you did. <laughs> anyway. So yes, this week we are talking about overseas talent that have come to the UK to either do like a tour, to maybe just like a one-off appearance. They make several appearances or they have emigrated over and made the UK their home. So Ross, I'm going to start off with you. Right, so it's actually like the importance because starting off to get people to come to a show, you would always see former WWE superstar, mm-hmm. former this, formerly known as, and like the logos on the poster. So, explain to me like your views of the importance of why imports are actually a good thing to be used in the Indies. I think it's the importance of uh, getting. WWE and AEW and back in the day WCW and ECW eyes on British products to get British stars signed because with you know WWE and ECW and WCW back in the day being American things, a lot of the a lot of the eyes were on the American Indies. You know, a lot a lot of British people didn't get a look in. You know, you look mm-hmm. at WWE for the longest time, British Bulldog. You know, he was used to plug British tours, and that was about it. Uh, so the importance of them being used is the fact that it puts eyes on the British, you know, indie scene. Mm-hmm. And in the days of social media, if someone like uh, someone who's here regularly, who we'll probably talk about later, James Storm, tweets out, "Oh, I'm going to be wrestling in Cardiff, then Manchester, then Glasgow on a wee UK tour," then people start going, "Oh, oh, we'll check out that, you know, ICW on demand. We'll check out IPW on demand. We'll check out Rev Pro, and you know." Whatnot, and it then imports bring the people in, and then obviously said the locals on the poster keep them there. Mm-hmm. It's it's why we've talked when we talked about WWE before the importance of part timers being used well, because like part timers imports aren't going to be there every week selling tickets, so you know they need to be used well to make people care. They don't have to lose. They don't have to you know put over every single guy because that then they lose their appeal. But being used well and not just, you know, beating your champion in an on-title match in six minutes, you know. 
you know, that sort of thing, yeah. you know, they need to be used well and, you know, protected so that when someone, say, like a Leighton Buzzard beats James Storm at Shuggs' party, it means a lot. It rockets Leighton Buzzard right up into a match with Noam Dar at the next ICW pay-per-view. Yeah. Jack, have you got anything different to add to that or you basically agree with Russell? I agree. I was, I'd say it's more, it's kind of like... Don't be scared to say not, guys. Uh, don't be scared to say not. Don't be scared I was, was going to say, it's not like it's a... Not that I'm saying that these kind of promotions we have here is like not credible, mm-hmm. but for a more kind of casual person that's no... no into what we watch regularly, they're mm-hmm. going to be like, oh crap, Rey Mysterio is going to be here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go and they'll see what we see all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's where I want to be. So it's definitely kind of a recognition, a credibility thing that these small companies can pull in the big stars mm-hmm. and then that's what kind of like, you want, you want as many folk there as possible. Yeah. It's definitely just in that sense, like the fan draws the kind of most important aspect of it. Yeah. I think, so something, sorry that interrupts you there. No. no, no, carry on. I think something else as well, see when the likes of, because um, it's like a trickle down effect, it's sort of like when the likes of James Storm or say the likes of you know, a lot of Bullet Club and a lot of New Japan guys have been going to OTT. Mm-hmm. When those guys go to maybe the more weekly promotions, the likes of your Rev Pro and your Source, what, uh, sorry, uh, your Reckless Intent and Source, those guys that were facing Bullet Club on the OTT shows are now front and centre because they've got a bit of recognition. And then it just helps everyone, you know, all the way down because the likes of Molden Hype. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, they couldn't make the last uh, source show. Yeah. But they were also, you know, rev, uh, reckless intent recently. There's that many promotions, I just get them mixed up. <laughs> they were at reckless intent, you know, they drew people in. And then, you know, even the likes of Grado, although he's had his TNA run, he's went up against a lot of imports such as Colt Cabana and James Storm and ICW, right. mm-hmm. which then means when he goes back to reckless and goes back to source. It means something. It's like, oh, by the way, you remember you saw him against that big guy. Well, now he's coming to. All right, I wonder who he'll face. You know, and then it just it breeds interest at every level. It definitely helps with having the kind of recognisable name here mm-hmm. to go against the recognisable name yeah. for a while there. Because like, if I, I can imagine if like obviously James Storm coming and they're seeing James Storm versus Grado, mm-hmm. and then all they come like a light and buzzard. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're we're all like fucking. I can. There'll be casual there. It's like, oh, I didn't get to go to night one. Yeah. I need to. I was looking forward to Grado, but then also see that person. Mm-hmm. So it's good in that sense as well. Like another aspect of it, like um, often when like these imports come in, um, whenever they wrestle at a show that's got a wrestling school attached to it. Mm-hmm. They quite often run a seminar. Yeah. And that is very good for like trainees and uh, trainers and stuff to just to learn something different another aspect because you, you would often hear in our interviews that a lot of people like when we asked what advice would you give to somebody that's starting out it's like let's just listen get as much ideas as you can because people give you different experiences and I'm sure if you go to the schools, or I mean, even within Britain, people would have different knowledge that they could pass on. Imagine what they would have from like the, the States or Japan or whatever that they learn in these like dojos and stuff and just bring it over here and just that extra teaching, which translates into something special, extra for some of the shows that we get in Britain. So yeah, 
Um, screw Brexit. <laughs> I think I have to get that in. I feel that in so many levels. I feel that in so many levels. Screw Brexit, watch wrestling. <laughs> I think, yes. I think as well, we mentioned obviously about the wrestling schools, a lot of the people we've interviewed came through the Source Wrestling School mm-hmm. and they always hold like, whiplash in high regard. And then it's like, well, whiplash is bringing these people in that are, you know, they respect his opinion and they're like, yeah, we'll do this because we want a chance to work with you mm-hmm. at a training level. It then raises the level of the school itself. Mm-hmm. And then again, it's just that trickle down sort of thing, as you mentioned, to do the seminars. Yeah. And it's like, it goes school, weekly promotions, your monthly ones like ICW mm-hmm. to then. I mean, you're on topic with Source. I mean, last week's seminar was with Eva Lease, yeah. for example, who is. Um, who's had stints with WWE Lucha Underground as Lucha well Lucha Underground from San Juan, Puerto Rico <laughs> I've got to say her name is uh, some Spanish as well so I was quite proud of myself <laughs> <laughs> I mean you've also got to like, see when like, we're talking about the boosting of the actual schools as well you've got to think about boosting the actual person that imports career as well because mm-hmm. see like we will talk about him a lot later but Quacko Sugar Sugar mm-hmm. Dunkerton right I think everyone has to admit that they had no clue who Sugar was when he first I hadn't did no his tour. I had no clue who he was, you had no clue who he was, and then he came around for the Source tournament, and ever since then, word of mouth, is propelled. He's been booked in ICW, he's been booked at Progress, Rev Pro, Reckless Intent, Discovery, on m- m- multiple occasions, and it's just gone from strength to strength that so much that he's even... Coming, he's now making the UK his second home. Mm-hmm. So you've got to like think about stuff like that. It has propelled well their own careers as well. It's funny you say that because I remember like that week of the Source Championship tournament, I interviewed Kings of Catch. Yes. And I said to Lewis, um, "No, I've never seen Sugar Dunkerton," and he said, "I'm gonna love him." And Lewis actually undersold that to me. <laughs> I, I think he maybe undersold the actual like friendship that you and Sugar both developed. So I don't think anyone saw that coming. No, no. but yeah, like that that Sunday on the head there kind of thing, and um, he he's always he even said in our interview he was thankful for the opportunity that Mikey gave him yeah. for Source because he's really propelled his name up in Scotland, for yeah. example, that he's had bookings with other promotions since, mm-hmm. so... Well, he also wanted to like sort of reinvent his career since his Chikara days as well, yeah. so... I mean, I can't blame him mm-hmm. for wanting to do that. I mean, Shug, love you, but... Yeah, it doesn't hurt to get reinvention done, no, so... But see, we're going to be talking about reinvention, so... The UK sort of went through a boom period. Some may claim that we're, we've now maybe come out of this boom period, that it's like now just sort of levelled out. Some may claim that, yeah, no, we're still in this big massive boom period of wrestling. But I want to talk about the stars who have maybe helped like increase that boom period. So Jack, I'm going to start with you. So like people, when you're talking about wrestling in the UK and imports, like one of the first names that comes to my head is Travis Banks, like being progress champion and then representing in NXT UK. Now, people kept saying that NXT UK is meant to be for UK stars, but at the end of the day, he represents British wrestling. So, mm-hmm. who are some of your people that have maybe helped push the wrestling scene to what it is now that have come from overseas? Instantly, when it first thing that comes to my head, obviously you've got Travis Banks as well, really, Walter and David Starr. Mm-hmm. Actually, Walter's just notorious for the chop. Yep. Love it, Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, that kind of thing, it's actually going. And, when that, when something like that 
gets so calm, like people want to see it. Mm-hmm. So like, having having that coming through the boom period is definitely a was a major thing mm-hmm. to get folk to come. I want to see these chops and you hear it and you're like, ah. mm-hmm. so no, well, our hands down for me. I think mm-hmm. that he's even though obviously that the whole thing about NXT UK should be for UK. No, what he's done. He, here, I think Warren's mm-hmm. a place and he deserves mm-hmm. to be the champion right now. Yeah, I think as well, as you clicked on that people are like, oh, it should be, it should be just for UK guys. I defy anyone to prove me wrong that NXT was UK was created to get Walter in because they had been chasing him for two years. Aye. Then they had the UK tournament and then, you know, people say, oh, the world of sport thing. World of sport had its run and NXT UK guys were still popping up, you know, with one week's notice that oh by the way it's got to be an NXT UK title match you know other than the the special that got to the NXT TakeOver Chicago match with Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate there was nothing and then when Walter made it clear that he would not be leaving Europe all of a sudden we had NXT UK yeah with a couple of weeks notice and it's like oh alright we're going to start taking you know shooting up because it came out of nowhere the likes of ICW suffered for the fact that the Coffees and Kenny Williams were, you know, taken out of that show. So people like him, and then people, and I know people go, "Oh well, he's Irish. It's not British." Finn Balor, his yeah. work when he went to Japan brought eyes back. You know, ICW even had a show centered around his IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match with Wolfgang. You know, so people like him, people like Paul Tracy, you know, people that maybe went to Japan you know, changed up the ring style a bit and then brought a sort of more realistic, in the case of Paul Tracy, and high flying in the case of Finn Balor, like back to the back to the UK and helped others adapt, you know, how many times has Balor gave, you know, get seminars at source, you know. So many so many things, you know, you can click on just how Finn Balor helped the UK. Mm-hmm. Kaki, you've got well, anyone that you believe is actually, while this boom period was happening, not not like doesn't necessarily have to be a current person. Well, you did mention one name, and I've got to say it, um, David Starr. Mm-hmm. Now he's very outspoken. Let's. I mean, I was, I was going to touch on that later on. Yeah, he's very outspoken. Like what you said about the boom period, I have heard him saying in an interview that. Yeah, British wrestling is still popular, but the boom itself, like when you talk about the boom, the boom's over, mm-hmm. which is an interesting way of saying it. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, but um, he, even in our interview with him, he he certainly knew <laughs> what. He certainly had some words for it, yeah. Yeah, he had some words for certain things, um, but you can't deny the guy has got a huge following. Mm-hmm. No matter where you go. I mean, if you look at the baby's face app, for example, he's number two most followed. Ooh. The only person beating him is Will Ospreay. Mm-hmm. So I have my own opinions about that man anyway. <laughs> so that that kind of tells you. Um, very popular in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Very popular in Ireland. I mean, he is the current OTT champion. He very much is. So I feel like he's... Not that I'm saying that Irish folk are very kind of aggressive and just want to kind of get to it. I feel that he kind of appeals more to that kind of culture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Have you had um, much exposure to the Irish wrestlers? Unfortunately not, no. Uh, wait till you meet our pal Alexander Dean. <laughs> <laughs> just just you wait. I think 
sorry, something that Quacko touched yeah. on as well. It's something that people get a bit touchy about the boom period. Boom periods aren't meant to last. Boom periods are meant to be an explosion of popularity Aye. that lead to a sustainable popularity. Like WWE is not in a boom period. WWE, although they say the attitude era was a rebirth, WWE had one boom period in the eighties when Hulkamania, you know, kind of just took over, mm-hmm. and that was their boom period. And now it's sustained. British wrestling is sustained. It's not a bad thing that it's not a boom period. It's mm-hmm. established. It's a recognised name, it's a brand, you know what I mean? It's it's nothing to be ashamed of that the boom period's over. Yeah. I've, I've actually just checked um, the Google Babyface app. Baby it keeps on changing. Oh. Now, Davis Star was number two. Okay. However, number two is now Chris Brooks. Alright, okay. Number three is now Tyler Bate. But then comes David Starr. David Starr is ahead of Pete Dunn and Pack. Ooh. There you go, so he's the highest rated import. We could mm-hmm. put it that yeah. way, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he's the highest rated import so far on the Babyface app. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it does go to show. I mean, you've got other names that have probably helped. I mean, you've got Tony Storm, mm-hmm. like longest reigning Progress Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. There was a reason that she was the longest running and that it took ages to get the belt off her. And now it's jumped on like three, three different people since she's dropped it. I think it was what Jimmy Jenny had it. Jenny. Jenny or Jenny Havoc now. We've got Michael uh, Michael Satamore. Yes, and somebody else. Oh, uh, Nina Samuels. Mm-hmm. So like that's your favorite the, person. My favorite person, the whole white girl, <laughs> Nina Samuels. Tune into the Untitled Scotland Show. <laughs> to find out why. Yeah, let's find out why she's my favorite wrestler of all time. Um, but yeah, so like, you've got people like Tony Storm, like she helped revolutionise when it comes mm-hmm. to women's wrestling, especially in the UK. Because mm-hmm. like you were talking about, when periods are meant to like end. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is how many times have I said, how many times is it going to be a first time ever? Mm-hmm. How many times is it going to be a first time historic? How many times am I going to get sick of the word historic? <laughs> to the point that I now just say it, just to annoy everyone else. Um, I think that happened about six months ago, but continue. I think that happened about a year ago. <laughs> But it's it's like I was sitting I was sitting looking on the WWE network and it says retired pay per views evolution and I'm like that's a retired pay per view so it looks like the boom period mm. for women's wrestling seems to be over. I'd, I'd like to see them instead of just evolution instead of like women look women women wrestle women <laughs> women shows oh my god maybe maybe bring back a pay per view like a, a no mercy if it's like a. No, like for Sorry, can you imagine Michael Cole introducing a show like that? Women! <laughs> I would imagine Jerry Lawler doing something like that. Look, women! Oh, no. uh, exactly. Oh, Getting 90s Jerry Lawler to commentate. Did not bring back puppies, please. Oh, oh please. Yeah. You're talking to a guy that just had to watch the Miss Rumble contest with, GR, uh, with Jerry Lawler. Uh, what? Yeah, the Miss Rumble contest. Miss Rumble 2000. It's a bikini contest. Yes, that's the only way the women's champion got on the Rumble 2000 pay-per-view. You're yeah. kidding. Nope. Yeah, it was either that or mud matches. Yeah, that or, or the, the pay-per-view before was a hot tub uh, brawl match. Yes. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so um, although it might be a retired pay-per-view, but I have a lot more established. But look, maybe something like an Unforgiven or a No Mercy for like a blood feud. You know, it doesn't have to just be... Evolution and Stephanie McMahon coming in and going, we did it, women. No, you, you've been there since two thousand two. You, you you could have done it a long time ago. She invented women's wrestling. What are you talking no, about? Triple H as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so going back to our imports. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like Tony Storm, she came over from Australia, moved to Liverpool, and made the UK her home. So like that's one person like she dedicated herself. Mm-hmm. 
to the opportunities. You had people like Dakota Kai as well coming over from New mm -hmm. Zealand, teaming with Wales' own T um, Stephanie Newell, or Nixon Newell, or Tegan Knox, whatever, whatever name she's going as this week. She must change it for tax purposes. <laughs> oh, see, that's, we've already had this discussion about Jayla Dark, so you never know what could actually happen. But you've, you've got people like that that have helped the revolution happen, helped the boom period happen, mm. but I do agree with you, Ross, that it, a boom period is meant to end. I mean, it's, there's also a reason why there's the baby boom yeah. period. It ended. Yeah, but as well, like it's also a compliment of the likes of her, uh, what's her face, uh, Dakota Kai, Rhea Ripley, you know, the likes of Travis Banks, the likes of TK Cooper from Australia and New Zealand came to the UK because it was a it was a sustainable uh, British, you know, it, becoming a wrestler there was a full-time career. It wasn't just a part-time thing where one shows a month. And now we're seeing in Australia the likes of, you know, DCT as an import in Australia, yeah. the likes of Will Ospreay going over there regularly, the likes of New Japan running shows there. Mm -hmm. Australia is in a, a mini boom period. It's not fully established yet. You know, but the, it's on, yeah, it's on its way. yeah, but the fact is that it's good the fact that British people do not have to go to America to make it, and it'll be good when the Australian boom happens that Australian people don't have to come to the UK to make it. But you know, the fact is, if you come over and make Britain your home, or you make Ireland your home, and you make a go at it and you help wrestling, I don't think it should be a case of, oh no, it's for British wrestlers because it just gets boring and then it ends up. WWE in the eighties and nineties, where he looks a bit foreign, right? He was a heel, you know. That that was that, that was mentality. it. You know, look at the Ali documentary. That was basically it. It was foreign, bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel that like I don't know about sidetrack and say I'll say about the Super Soul showdown mm -hmm. happening in Australia, and I can I guess you have fans, and then we have tryouts, happy yeah. to get more kind of folk to it. Do you think if there was more kind of shows like that in different countries, it would help with different um, settings like a boom period, like another like network special. I would probably say so actually, mm -hmm. I mean, because they're, they're obviously remember how they keep highlighting, like mine I made the joke on the Crown Jewel show that they only pull out Mansoor for the yeah. for the Crown Jewel and then he appeared on NXT the next day week. I he was, was on 205 this week. He was on 205 uh, well, I was Brian buzzing. Mm -hmm, he did. Actual buzzing and they made the, the very big highlight about the tryouts happening in Saudi Arabia. They've had it in India and all this sort of, so I would probably... Since I, the greatest champion under my heart. <laughs> We've already been over this, that you even admitted that you did not think he was a good world champion if you listened to last week's show of the world's world worst champions, which Ross actually hosted. Yes, I did listen. Yay! I don't, but it's just at, least I, at least I was able to call it's, you out. It's just, it's just good winding up David Hockney, though. That is true. David Hockney's favourite wrestler. If you want Alan to throw a can at his uh, listening device, tell him how much you love Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Brock Lesnar is the greatest champion ever. That 580 Universal Championship win. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I like I do, I do actually. That was a really great point, actually, Jack. Um, I do think it could help boom periods in other countries. I mean, it's it can't get any worse from what they're yeah. doing. I mean, if you're now starting to get women competing. Mm -hmm. Albeit, yes, they did compete in the Middle East before, but then Saudi Arabia never allowed it until last week when they allowed Natalia and Lacey Evans. That you could even see when they were interviewing the women after, like they were actually showing the women on the TV. And I hope to God that was shown throughout the arena as well, and really stuck it to them, and that nobody got shot. 
it's the running joke for me. I just say that everyone's getting See, shot. Like when, they, when they're doing that, when they're doing like their kind of different country tryouts, they like vocalise it quite a bit on their YouTube mm-hmm. and their website, taking the pictures and interviewing certain folk. And like, I'm the only folk when I've just been walking down, like when the UK ones are happening, you saw like Joe Coffey getting pictures and that, and he's in the front poster. Mm-hmm. I was like, went PWE and yeah, and you just saw him. Someone's like, wait. I saw that on Facebook that he's WWE. Mm-hmm. Why, why is he in there? And for that, oh, mm-hmm. that's kind of drums up more interest in getting folks yeah. also, but it would, could definitely work. Well, you've actually really brought me over to my next point because it's promotions that have actually sort of thrived and benefited from the use of imports. So it's not just like your ICWs, like you have BCW, you've got Reckless Intent, Discovery, you've got like the sort of smaller ones who do actually thrive on bringing these imports in. Mm-hmm. So, like, ICW is one, Ross, like, and ICW used to love an import. I mean, yeah. I think my first Fear and Loathing show, like, I, that I actually went to and didn't watch back was Fear and Loathing that was second year at the Hydro. I can't remember what number that, that was. 10? Yes. Fear and Loathing yeah, 10. Uh, got the one with Ray Mysterio and RVD. Yes, it was. And that was... Because I only actually really started, like, I started going to maybe ICW... The, July before that, like I was actually still relatively quite new, and I had actually bought my Fear and Loathing tickets before I had even went back to my first show. Like I think mm. my first show was Dave's Not Here, man. Then I didn't go back until Transporting Two. Like that's how long it was between me going to ICW shows. And the thing that actually attracted me was Rey Mysterio because I'm sitting there going, I watched him growing up, and he was like one of my favourites. Well, was not my favourite, but he was one of my favourites. Mm. I mean, if they'd got Christian in, then I would have like died. I probably would have died if they ever get Christian, like this is why when they were... Well that's not good. You know what I mean? <laughs> like when we were sitting waiting for like who was going to get announced for inside the ropes, I was like see if it's Christian mother, see if it's Christian then I'm just going to die. I mean yeah it's Kenny Omega and I'm kind of going to die anyway but that's not the point. If it had been someone like Christian then that would have pushed me but it, I bought, like I bought my ticket before I even went mm-hmm. to my first house show back like since I was like 20 or something and it was it was then that because then seeing like Noam Dar in WWE and you're like he's coming back for Shugs and that sold out the first night. I mean you can't really technically call Noam an import because he was an ICW original. Yeah. But most people deemed him as an import because they'd seen him on the big big screens of Raw and SmackDown and you know 205 Live as you know that cocky guy who's running after Alicia Fox. <laughs> Alicia, Alicia Fox. Fox. <laughs> but Ross. You, you've been to like a lot of promotions. I mean, most recently, like one that me and you attended together was in Kilmarnock, BCW. Mm-hmm. Rene Dupree was on the show. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually done quite. He's quite a regular at BCW, which I was surprised yeah. to learn. Just looking back at previous shows, I did um, not know that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's surprising fact of the day. He's, yeah. he's only like thirty-three as well. He's still got a lot with him. You know, Rene Dupree and David Blaze, Scotland and France, that blood feud. First blood struck by Gary Caldwell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Such storytelling. Um, but yeah, Rene Dupree, you've got the likes of Pac, who, although not an, an import, he is. Newcastle's its own country. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's New, Newcastle at Pantine, that yeah, small so mining Newcastle, village. Newcastle, Newcastle uh-huh. Pantine, two separate places. Yeah, um, you know, although, as you mentioned with the Romdar, not an import, but. Mm-hmm. He's deemed an import because, oh look, it's the ex-WWE guy, oh look, it's the guy that's in Dragon Gate, oh look, he's 
and been talking with AEW and all that. There was one time I wanted to actually walk to WrestleZone just to see Santino Morella. <laughs> just because it was Santino Morella. Like, Could we I call him a double import, you know, Italian and Canadian? <laughs> well, you got to pay the Cobra as well as a third. <laughs> yeah, the Cobra, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, promotions like BCW, uh, and then you've also got promotions like Discovery who have build shows around the imports. You know, they had Bullet Club, sorry, the Elite versus... That's Discovery. Stop talking, I'll talk about that. Okay, that's Parker's idea. I'll I'll touch on the event and we can swing back to him. Okay. The Elite (laughs) versus Discovery. (gasps) And then you had uh, Bullet Club comes to Discovery. Recently it was uh, El Phantasmo and... Who's the other one? Thank you. I, I know. You're very tall, man. I know. Right? I know. I know. I saw the photo. <laughs> like, I mean, you and Colton are already small, but then, I know, oh, but Jesus it, was, it was how big he was in comparison to Grant McRobbie. We all know yeah, how tall Grant is. He's about six three. Isn't he's, he? Yeah, and he's also got the most beautiful hair, like Hiko Leo. Not Grant. I'm oh, sorry, Grant. <laughs> Grant had a lovely beard, but he shaved it for a good cause. Yes. But yeah, so I uh, because you, you brought over like the kind of like Bullet Club and Quacky before anyone steals your ideas. Yeah, I'm sorry to be done. Put us into a lot more. Right, so this was my first ever Discovery show, and it was Discovery versus Daily. Wasn't that like on a was, Thursday no, night? Sorry, it was Discovery versus Bullet Club. It was Build Us. All right. the Elite fought Team Discovery, Cody fought. Yeah, Aye. but this one had, as for me, and on all the shows I've been to. Pound for Pound is the best show. That was your first Discovery show. That was my first. I didn't know that was your first Discovery show. That was the third year anniversary show. Was it the third one? Was that the one that Cody fought BT? Yes. Yeah, that's the third year anniversary show. Come on, BT! So the night before we all went down to Newcastle, I know that much. Mm -hmm. So we had Cody Rhodes, or Cody. Cody. And we had the Young Bucks. Yep. We had David Starr there as well. Yep. And Marty Scroll. Yeah. Dalton Castle. Was that the one we had Dalton Castle at? No. No, I think that was just a Ring of Honor show we were Oh, made. was it? It was in the corn exchange, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all the way. Confused me. But, uh, well, yeah. Versus Joe Hendry Martin was there, but he is, he is Cambridgeshire, so... Mm. Yeah, he yeah but he made his name basically out in Japan and yeah. out, in the, out in America. So yeah, I suppose. It's a... And don't take me out. But anyway, um, but yeah. And they stole you and G. Mackey's gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that he had to get a poster from like donkeys and go to That was mine first. <laughs> Let it go. So, so um, yeah, I just that that show was just amazing from top to bottom, and just the matches and yeah, that tag team match with just setting a four quarters tag team match where we had Kings of Catch, the Buffy Club, the Young Bucks. And polo promotions. Oh, like, you can't design a better. I miss the Buffy Club. I know. I really do. Buffy Club are just amazing. Red peppers or green tomatoes. No, green peppers or red tomatoes. Yeah. For the Ainsley Lariats. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Absolutely. I feel like brilliant. we've got like a lot to introduce to you, Jeff. Have, have you seen the Buffy Club? I've not seen the Buffy Club. We will oh, show you. We will, no. we will get a YouTube video. We'll get, like, you know how they have. Enlighten me, please. You know how Bullet Club have like the guns as the cross? Oh, aye. They had fork and knife as the cross. <laughs> Ready, steady, cooking, all that. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
And the Aisley Lariat, yep. They, so before they had their finishing move, they would call for the Aisley Lariat of what, and they would ask people to vote uh, their red tomatoes and green peppers. The audience should actually have the cards. <laughs> why, have not, why have I not watched? Why have I not seen this yet? <laughs> were they not like quite big in SWE up in Dundee? They were like. They were, oh, they were they down were, south. Yeah, they were down, down south. Down south, folks, I remember. Was Gene Money? Gene Money and Rob, uh, Rob Cage was. Uncle Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Bobby. Because I remember seeing them was. constantly like, promoted for like SWE shows up and down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they were just the best. Uh, Andy but... Nasamuel's my favourite person was actually part of that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Discovery is one of your promotions yeah. that have heavily benefited because like, one of their upcoming shows, The Christmas, the Christmas Disco, mm-hmm. you've got Cody Hall mm-hmm. making his debut. I mean, kind of cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they've had like Cole Cabana, MVP was at the last show. Yeah, and Michael Chase's last match. Mm-hmm. El Ligero, import from Mexico. Oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Not from Leeds, as John Devlin trying to claim. I mean, they had they had David Starr. Le- Leeds, Port Sea, Dorado, Mexico. <laughs> I mean, one of the I think one of the ones that stood out for me at Discovery was Joey Ryan taking on DCT. Oh my god. <laughs> That sounds like a dream match. It was a filthy match. It was a dream match. It was a filthy, filthy match. If Not- that's your fetish, why not? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like you do have like loads of promotions. I mean, like I said, like WrestleZone, they've, they've managed to bring in like Chavo Guerrero. Mm. They've brought in mm. Santino Morello. I mean, like if that's enough to try and get me to go to Aberdeen, then... Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'd been Christian, I wouldn't have been going to Aberdeen, but <laughs> so if you get Christian at any of your shows, I will travel for it. Source as well, they used to always have Finn Balor over. Yeah. I remember one show they had uh, Finn Balor on, I can't, I can't remember who he fought, but then the main event was Paul Tracy versus Dickie Divers in a flag match. Then. But Dickie Divers in the main event. Yeah. <laughs> he was like Source's golden boy back then. See, every show you went Apparently to. Apparently so. And then the, the next show, I'm about to say, he won the, the Pride title, the first oh. ever Pride champion, in a four-man tournament. But uh, Chris Sane fought uh, Finn Balor mm-hmm. in the first half main event. You know, there was another one, Finn Balor fought Mikey Whiplash. So many matches that Finn Balor did, it sent her 81 white crook. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so it's, it's good to see, like, imports aren't always a bad thing. I know you get people that are like, homegrown talent are like the way forward and it but at the same time you do still need these people to come in. Mm-hmm. I mean when we're talking about when we're looking at Sea Shug's house party this year where we couldn't get Jackie Polo versus Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. And it broke my heart and then we got Kushida instead. And that's still set up for some with Kenny Williams. They managed to work that in and it didn't ruin Jackie because we knew that he was going to be leaving anyway. So it was like, it doesn't really matter. Most heartbreaking moment of 2019. <laughs> well, Jackie oh, yeah, Polo Justice hang- Warrior? Oh, fucking aye. Yes! Aye, definitely. Oh, hold yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, but we're going to actually talk about it very quickly. So these people that we have talked about that have helped revolutionise UK wrestling, where are they now? I mean, like you said, NXT UK has popped up. NXT, AEW, mm-hmm. or they could still just be here, living their best life. I mean... Last I heard, El Leguero retired to El Brigadum. <laughs> <laughs> well, has he joined Soldado? Apparently so. <laughs> they run a and b it's delightful. <laughs> right, well, you've got... Like we said, Tony Storm helped revolutionise the, the women's division in the entire UK. Mm-hmm. Now, she was... 
signed to WWE quite quickly. May Young Classic, first one, May Young Classic, second one. And she made it to the finals in both times. I mean, that just goes to show like a lot of faith that they have behind her in like the get-go. Like, from putting her in the finals for the first time and losing it to Kyrie Zane. No, 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 she was semi, she lost to... She lost in the semis final with oh, Yeah, never mind. Mm. Okay, my facts are wrong. But she won the second one. But she won the second one, but yeah. funny enough, that was just as NXT UK was starting. Yeah. And they needed some eyes on that brand. But it, I don't think it was ever wrong. I mean, you had no, no. loads of women representing the UK scene. I mean, you had Isla Dawn this year, Viper was, I'm sorry, Piper Nothing. Before I get crap. Viper before. Piper. Viper Piper. Piper. Kaylee Ray, who is the current NXT UK Women's Champion after beating Tony Storm in Cardiff. I mean, you had Rhea Ripley, who was mm -hmm. the first ever UK Women's Champion for uh, NXT UK. Yeah, we talk about as well, uh, Tony, the importance of Tony winning the, the May Young Classic. It then gave her something to live off. She's the May Young Classic winner, she won it at Evolution. But also, when Rhea Ripley beats her, it automatically elevates her because she's now the first ever, don't say it, uh, NXT UK Women's Champion. And she's also the person that beat that year's May Young Classic winner. Mm -hmm. After it, going out so early in the May Young yeah, Classic, yeah, and it just it redeems her. You know, it, it just helps both. Mm -hmm. Even looking like where Rhea Ripley is now, that she's like team captain for War Games. She's leading like, Wargames. She's leading like that's, that's fantastic. She's, she's gone ever from like being one of the stands for NXT UK to now being on a top of a paper years of Survivor every yeah. weekend it's yeah that's something as well people saying Ronda Rousey which she won't be is going to be the fourth member I think Tony Storm's going to be the fourth member I think it's going to be Dakota Kai Dakota Kai I think she's turning I think she's turning on Tegan it's, it's that, that would be good but I think it's going to be the big dog Dakota Kai I think you know Rhea's now playing this more tweener role yeah. where mm -hmm. she was the you know the, the arsehole that broke thing with his leg uh, Tegan Knox, or she she or broke she her knee Dakota Kai's arm made made funnier, broke Dakota Kai's arm and all that. You know, she, Tony Storm now going from the cheery baby face to now being, you know, actually I'm the bad guy now. I'm a moody wee shy basically. Yeah, I am the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deny that's probably what she would be because like, if I lost to Kayleigh Ray in my first title defence on a pay-per-view, I'd be raging too. But yeah, so you, you were talking about like Rhea Ripley is leading like the first ever war games. Now you've got, I mean, when you look at people going to AEW as well, mm -hmm. In terms of imports that have wrestled in the UK. And Helico. Get your camera ready. And Helico is like one of my favourites, okay? Just <laughs> We all know the joke. We all know the joke. And if you don't know the ja do uh, joke, Jack, I will fill you in later. Uh, <laughs> not not simple for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows the joke. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> we do find that picture. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But yeah, so like Angelico, one of like my favourites when he came in and shut up, wrestled Mikey Whiplash in what I thought was like an incredible match, and now I still support him going into AEW. I know he's meant to be like a, a heel that dances and wears neon colours and tags with Jack Evans. Yeah. But I still love I still love Angelico. I mean, you do have Long B Priestley, tag champ and Triple A history. Mhm. We have B Priestley as mm -hmm. well. So she again. Australia, New Zealand area, mm -hmm. over to the UK, where she met the most annoying man in history, Will Osprey, and is now making her way, like, oh, she, she is making ways in stardom in Japan, but she is, like, she just was recently featured against Britt Baker at, what was the most recent one, Full Gear. They have so many new names, I'm like, oh, what is that? Even Cody themselves, Cody and the Bucks and Kenny Omega, who 
helped to discovery by being at a couple of shows. Yep. They are now running their own promotion in AEW. I mean, they actually also helped out Rev Pro really, really recently as well, mm-hmm. with a lot of people having to get pulled out of their show. Primarily people who are signed to WWE, but that's their own cup of tea. <laughs> Quacko, what about you? Mm. Where are they now? Where um, are they now? I'm going to mention Cabana. Boom, boom. Yep. The reason I'm saying that because he's got another promotion himself <laughs> and has recently become NWA national champion. So he has. Graham, <laughs> mention someone who's benefited from being in progress but has also helped another promotion. Huh? What someone we interviewed, TK Cooper, because him and the rest of Escaping the Midcard and Riptide are just some of the funniest. They give, they give great matches, but they're also some. If you haven't seen Escaping the Midcard, it's basically just like a British version of being the elite. And it's spiked with uh, Mambo and TK Cooper himself. And just running about, doing daft things, basically what being the elite is. But them being in Riptide has helped, you know, put more eyes on that. For the simple fact that they've been in progress, you know. And as we said, the trickle down effect, you know, from, you know, the biggest promotion in England is progress. So then the other ones benefit from people who have been there, been in that. Mm-hmm. Right, well that ends off our first half. Going into our break, now one of our favourite imports in ICW, or at least one of mine, was the Sumerian Death Squad. Who does, I mean, who doesn't love Michael Dante and Tommy End? Mm-hmm. So this is actually their message ahead of their match with the Bucky Boys. I'm getting a nice wee bit of nostalgia for you, and we'll see you after the break. Hey folks, it's Nathan Crushy here. You may have heard that we at Eat Sleep Super Retreat recently started a Patreon. That's right, from as low as $4 a month, you can get access to a plethora of bonus shows and content, including the Monday Night Rewind, where I will be reviewing every single episode of Raw and Nitro from the Monday Night War, all with some special guests. If that tickles your fancy, then head over to patreon.com slash retweet and join now. And the Lord rained upon Sodom and Gomorrah, brimstone and fire, from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities, and all the plain, and all the inhabitants of the cities, and that which grew upon the ground. Such a fitting quote. You see, we silenced the speaker, we decapitated the whore, and we broke the henchmen. In little less than 20 minutes. You think you won, Bucky Boys? Let's dive a little deeper into this. The only thing that we did is introduce a little chaos and let predictability, your predictability, do the rest. You see, you got so doubtful, so frightened, and so insecure and full of despair that the only way you saw fit to secure a victory of the flesh is by hitting Dante with a bottle to the head. You see, Bucky boys, you are no champions. I advise you and I advise all the people of Scotland after seeing this illustrious video 
you go to the ICW website and you will find out yourself who the true champions are. Hey guys, more than hype here, LJ Cleary, Darren Carney, Nathan Murray, and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet! And welcome back everybody, I hope you enjoyed a nice little bit of nostalgia of listening to the Sumerian Death Squad, because I love them as well. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were going yeah. somewhere with that. I, I thought I was going somewhere with that too, but it turns out I, I just can't go anywhere apparently. You're gonna go home, and Alistair Black's gonna be waiting in the darkness for you and kick your head clean off, Ross. No, no, he said chat his door. No, chat your end door. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, I, think, I think he's realised nobody's gonna chat his door. Yeah, so I bet you just wanted to give it trick or treating candy. It's such a shame, poor Alistair sitting there with his haunted house and his bucket of candy. I wonder what doorbell he's got. Dun 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 dun. <laughs> I mean, you never know. Him and Selena Vega are big cosplay fans, so it could be something for Final Fantasy for all we know. Probably is actually. We should send the stooge out here to chap his door. Scott. Chappy. Yeah. My, my favourite Alistair Black or a Tommy End moment is the video that Xavier Woods put up where it's Selena checking herself out and oh, Xavier sneaks up behind her like that and you just see Alistair Black walk into his shot and Xavier is quick as a flash goes back <laughs> but yes well we have that nice little discussion of Selena and Alistair Black slightly yeah. I mean yeah because it was Samara Desquad Alistair Black who is Tommy End yep yeah okay I'll, I'll get I'll let you away with that but yes, we're talking about top overseas talent in the UK Indies, and I am joined by Ross, Kwaku, and our newcomer Jack. I hope you're enjoying the show so far, but we are now. Oh, oh, well, you're asking them, if you're asking me, but I was enjoying it. Hi, right, Jack, are you, you know enjoying what? it as well? I'm enjoying it as well. <laughs> you're right. Right. Yeah, that's that's you know, right. They had a box up there, you're fucking right. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> At least once a show, someone, usually me, when there's a producer prompt going on, I'll go. What? Oh, you know, wrap it up, wrap it up. I mind your first show. You, hit, you kept hitting the mic on your first oh, show. Nah. Well, thanks for breaking the cafe that I send messages over. I mean, I think we already knew there's been nine shows of me going, What? <laughs> I know. What does that sign mean? Uh, it was me just, me and Quack are just telepathic now. But yes, there's always a botch on the show, with all fairness. So oh, I'm glad it was me. I mean, material for the next time. Yeah, no, uh, you know. Already planning today. Already planning today. Outtake show, <laughs> and probably our next anniversary show where we take the piss out of everybody from the past mm-hmm. year. <laughs> but yes, so we're talking about the top overseas talent, and we're going to talk about the ones that are actually current at the moment. So we've got like a, I have a huge list on my phone when I actually learned that Aussie Open were actually from Australia. Drink the buffet, come on! I know. I thought. I just thought that they liked Australia. Like when I was going through it, and big big tennis fans. <laughs> It's because like, I was sitting going, uh, like, listen to all these people, and then, and then Dan went, what about Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis? And I was just like, but I was like, they're not Australian. They went, Sarah, think what, about it. What, what are you going to say next? You thought Travis back because it's called the Kiwi Bonsal because he takes a salt of kiwi fruit. No, I'm not that bad. <laughs> not that bad. But he literally sat there and he went, Sarah, think about it. Aussie, open. And I'm like, no way, they're not from Australia. And I sat and googled because I did not believe it. And turns out, yes, they are. So, Aussie Open 
Or one that have like they convinced I me so much. Feel sorry, you're well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Ross under the bus because um, who did you think was uh, American last week? Well, he's not called English Open, is he? But I thought Bram was. <laughs> I thought Bram was American because of his time in WWE, his time in TNA, his time currently in NWA. So I thought, oh, Bram, you know, Bram's for the States. He's keeping. Yeah, you're not the only one. Did you think Bram was American? I it Thank well. you. I there you go. I see. Bus avoided. Bus pass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there any, while, we're just, while we're here really quickly, is there anyone else that people thought were an overseas talent that actually turns out they weren't? Yes, Great. I thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I thought. <laughs> yes, um, I believe Sarah thought the Lutcher House Party was the Cambridge. There ain't no party like a Cambridge party. The Bollywood boys were for Essex. <laughs> <laughs> right, actual real ones, Ross. <laughs> Or do you try to throw me under the bus? <laughs> yeah, but at least mine's is like, well, yours is more legit. Yeah, exactly. Mine's was a guy that's wrestled for three American promotions. I thought, oh, and I'd never well, heard him speak. Two were a tag team that I'd never actually heard of until about a year ago. So yeah, but they're called <laughs> Aussie Open. <laughs> oh my god, this is the same. Well, it's retained chaos. <laughs> right. Okay. So I've got some people on our list right now that um, came to my mind. After I made sure that they were definitely like I had to double check, I was like I thought of them, better Google them, which mm. I did. So we've got Mike Bailey, we have Vader Scott, we've got David Starr, Eddie Kingston. It's another name that is someone that's very synonymous in the UK. Jordan Grace mm-hmm. made her home in the UK for quite a while. I mean, she was Progress Women's Champion mm-hmm. for a good wee while. Who else have I got? Emi Sakura, love Emi. I mean, she she trained one of my favourite wrestlers ever, David Cartel. Um, and she was also the Eve Intercontinental Champion. She was. I thought she was. I'll take your word. Parker's going to Google it just in case. <laughs> no, no, I'll take your word. I mean, but one person. Google Amy. She's actually from Bridgeton. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Amy Sakura is from Bridgeton. Yeah, sounds like. But there was like know. another person that I actually didn't know was from overseas, and that was Charlie Evans. I actually didn't know that Charlie Evans was from abroad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's from Australia apparently. Oh. <laughs> um, seems to be quite a recurring theme. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but then we've got a couple a little bit closer to home that are not from Glasgow. Before I start anything, but we've got Paxo mm-hmm. and or look at the Patsy, or look at the Patsy, as he's also known as. You know, the Italian nightmare or the Italian model. I think he's going with now. Don't know what he's going with now. And then you've got Jokey as well, or Avil as she's known as. Another promotion. So are both. From Milan in Italy, so it's a nice, nice difference. We've but also got Massimo. Oh yeah, Massimo. Massimo from Napoli or Ecchia, Italy. Yep. So I mean, you've got Laura Di Matteo as well. So also coming from different sides of Europe. But Ross, who are some of your favourites of maybe that I've not mentioned and don't mention Ashley Open ever again? Bram. <laughs> Bram is my favourite. <laughs> Damn it, Bram, alright, he's an import in America. <laughs> um, I'd, honestly, I'd, I don't really think I could narrow it down, but I think it is just obviously, as we mentioned earlier, it's a credit to the British scene that it's a sustainable thing. That that's why so many people made it over here. I think Jordan Gracie, I think, for that different style of women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Because it's so often in WWE when it's like, oh, it's such a powerful person, it's someone who's, you know, tall and, you know, 
quite a bit bigger than the other wrestlers, such as like Awesome or Karma or Nia Jax. Whereas Jordan Gracie's average height, but she's just massively strong. You know, she's got that power lifting background. She's got that just ground and pound style, but she can also you know mix it up with anybody. And I think her her reign in progress kind of filled the void because, as you mentioned, after Tony Storm. It just kind of went, you know, this one, that one, the next one, you know. Jenny to Emiru uh, to... Who was the other one? Michael. Michael. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, you know, it just bounced about. Yeah, the second name I'm not going to try and pronounce. Yeah, but... That's Mura. But the, these are people that have... Um, <laughs> these people sort of keep the title and the, the worldwide eye, not just the British eye, because she's, you know, going from place to place. You know, the likes of, you know... Drew and Viper, who you know, took the ICW title abroad. She took the Progress title abroad and made it, you know, a world title. You know, defended it all over the place. Uh, and I think as well, someone who will be a lot of people's favourite, David Starr. Although I did love his tweet after he won the Defiant Championship on his last show. Well, I guess that makes me Defiant Champ for life. Forever. <laughs> um, yeah, David Starr, just someone. He's made the UK its home. And anytime he is a champion in the UK or in Ireland, he takes it abroad, he takes it, you know, all over the world. And, you know, simply by having that title, like, oh, where's the, you know, OTT title from? Where's the Defiant Championship from? Oh, it's from this place here. It gets eyes on that product. So they'd be two of my favourites. What about you, Jack? I'd say more kind of recently, obviously, it was affiliation to NXT UK and from Germany. Ilya Dragunov. Mm. Oh, of course. We've seen him a lot more. I'm just like, that was He's that. from Germany, I think he was from Russia. <laughs> I meant like the German wrestling promotion. No, I mean, that's. Is that, is that two? Is that two of the day? I'm, I'm just two. I'm just playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you absolutely took the bait. <laughs> One of these days you will just not, you'll be like, Klaku, shut the hell up. I tell you, most that's it. Over the head. <laughs> But no, definitely seen him, seen him in like ICW, and that what like I just I want to see more. Though I'm not happy he's lost his two matches. He's a scary Russian man. But there's there's something there's utterly, utterly fantastic about him. I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, I he's now joined you know, up with Gallus. He's now Gallus. I know that was. Oh, spoiler alert! I'm sorry, but it's been over a week. Who's, who's not seen that? But, <laughs> it's been over but, a week. That's right. I was I was going down my Facebook and I was like, I think it's five videos of different WWE pages sharing. Look at what Ilya Dragunov did. Like, you've not seen it. Yeah. No. It was like we already had this discussion on our untitled uh, Scottish Roundup show. It was like the small one with the CM Punk news. Everyone had it on their page. Oh, I know. Yeah, because yeah. it was Ryan that woke me up with it. No, it was no, it was you that woke me up with it. Yeah. It was you that woke me up I with it. And then I said, <laughs> uh, and then I sent it to Dan and woke him up and then he had a wee fangirl moment. So I didn't even bother <laughs> quite like usually, you know, we we put multiple things in the chat, you know, more than once. <laughs> multiple times. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mine and Sarah's view of his now, we are not scrolling through the messages, we are talking about it again. Bring yeah. it back to me. Well, you but, saw what, Brian posted something that I posted last night yeah. and I'm like, dude! <laughs> but I didn't even bother copy and paste it, I knew somebody would have it in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Dragunov's a good one as well. I, right. I really like him, as you mentioned. I'm not happy he's lost the two matches. Not happy that Ryan's crap car, yes, I'm going to call you out, Ryan, <laughs> shot it out before we went to Newcastle two days before, where Eli Dragunov was taking on Jordan Devlin. <laughs> two of the best British uh, the imports to the British scene and we missed that match and then all I heard the next day was my god guys see when it else in progress 
Prog in the time, Devlin dragging off, match of the year, match of the century, <laughs> match of whatever. He was so upset. Raging, absolutely raging. Ross, you, know you have heard of a train to No, 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 right, here's the thing, and I was about to mention that. This was the worst thing about it. We... I told them that if they managed to get through Edinburgh, like, like, I could have driven them down, but I was going to Glasgow, so. it, it was the worst thing ever because we basically, I'd gave them money before, they gave me it back for petrol. And we kept enough money just to go down and get drinks. We had no money for a train and bus. People were like, train on the bus. We thought of that. We have no money. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, Ilya Dragunov before Ross relives that stress of not seeing Ilya Dragunov versus uh, Jordan Devlin. Oh, no, I've got to see Eli and Kez. <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes and cries on the corner over Ilya and Kez, which Kez won. <laughs> not happy. How about, not some, happy. how about some of your other favourites, Lejack? Eh... Uh, I really want, I really want, see when I was like, It's okay Ross. You had Bram over here for ages. <laughs> Not that he's an info. <laughs> what, what idiot would make such a mistake? <laughs> but uh, I see James Storm a lot in that same vein mm-hmm. as him and I'd, I'd have him here all the time. I could have him on him gone. He's just something. James Storm, I challenge anyone, he's got the best kick pads in the business. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Done. One of them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I don't mean that to come across so aggressive. <laughs> but the point still stands. See, one of the things as well, he, something as well I think is quite important in wrestling, you know, he just looks like a wrestler. He looks. Aye. You could put him in any promotion and put any title on him and he wouldn't look out of place. There's certain wrestlers when you put certain belts on them, it just doesn't look right. I mean, I don't know, you might put the women's title on him, it might be a little bit more as well. No, no, he'd rock it. He'd rock it. He'd rock it. I thought with that ACW women's title. <laughs> Women, he'd, world he'd, title. He'd take, world it, title. he'd take it to the NWA, damn it. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, oh, there you go. Avel versus James Storm for the ACW Women's World Championship. I mean, if it gets Avel a different opponent, I'm all for it. <laughs> Well, Sarah breaks the set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like the likes of James Storm, he was was it not like you know like ICW's old Big Four? He was at like every pay per view yeah. for a good while. I think yeah. being Lothan's the first think, one he's not been at since. Well, he done the Square Goal. Mm-hmm. He done Shugs. He done Barmania like mm-hmm. last year as well, and he done Fear Lothan that mm-hmm. year. Well, so he did do like a full year. And he did one out of the three this year. Uh, In fact, even at Shugs uh, last year, he did both nights. He did. Uh, the match against Davey and the match against Jody Fleisch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's just, it's just like, I just have one of us a mainstay here. I feel that, <laughs> not that I'm saying he's appreciated mm-hmm. everywhere else, but he's, there's definitely like a, an extra sense of appreciation over here because he, he just fits the kind of dynamic yeah. of what our wrestling scene is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's just, I don't, I don't want him back. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him back. <laughs> thing is, well, we said to like, a lot of us when we went to I buried Ryan, I'm now going to put Ryan over. <laughs> at Ryan's wrestling uh, wrestling event Scotland uh, thing at uh, the Record Factory. The Record Factory. Uh, before Fuel Loathing, he did a meet and greet with James Storm. And James Storm was saying to people like, he wants to do more UK shows. He wants to be like the first proper import to win the ICW World title. He wants to take it you know, around the globe like Drew McIntyre did. Yeah. You know, and he's... He's so nice as well. He plays such a great heel, but he's also so lovely. Just take, I, I hassled him for about a billion photos. Well, I, mean, I, was, I mean, I just made it shocked to his party and it was like, uh, I think he, he just lost, he 
BR Grado than mm. what it was, but then there was like, the main event, just standing there watching. Aye, he was like directly like, ghost girls just having a beer. You just killed a man. Yeah. And I was watching it. <laughs> well, well, it's thirsty work. <laughs> there you go. Quacky very quickly, because I know. I know this man is a... Like, like you would need to ask me who my favourite... Yeah, I was going to say, like I even need to ask you like who your favourite current import mm. is at the moment. Take it away, Quacko. Uh, it's Bram. Sugar <laughs> 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 uh, done. But can you count him as an import now? Because he's one of us. I mean, he does associate... He is from Georgia, but they just say Leeds UK, but... Because no, Scott was claiming him, I'm sorry. Uh, well, it, on, you him. tell him to change his Twitter then because it says Leeds UK. We're claiming him. Right. You've but, already got El Ligero. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would say Shug probably does count because like, it's only really been in the past six months to a year. Like He does spend yeah. a good like, six months in the UK, yeah. but then he does go home to, to America every now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's only really been here for the past year, year and a half, so yes. well, still count him as an import just now. Yeah. Right. No, it's just an like honourable mention of the Scotland. Yeah, I mean, part of society. The, the guy just <laughs> uh, continually puts on the work, goes up and down. Promotions love him. He's getting more and more bookers. He's getting himself out there. People love him, and the amount of times I've heard people say, "Oh, I'm going to go to the show because Sugar's there," for mm-hmm. example. And um, so, Scotland-wise, he's very much loved by. Uh, source because Source is the OG, <laughs> Reckless Intent, Discovery, and PBW now. Yeah. Um, so he, everyone just loves him. I mean, Shug did actually just come kind of come out of nowhere because, like we already said, we had no idea who this no. guy was. And then we went along to the Source, source tournament last year when they crowned the first ever champion. For those who weren't there, Shug was there over all the nights and he developed a nice little feud. With Quacko's other best pal, who they, well, who wasn't his best pal at the time, mm. but you developed you developed a bromance with this guy because of this. It was a bizarre bus stop waiting for that bus to come in, but yeah, it <laughs> happens. So. I mean, it was a very very. I don't know, Quacko, if you want to explain sort of how Sugar got over with us first of all. <laughs> And then all we had to do is just go, sugar's awesome, sugar's awesome, sugar's awesome. Shug just brought in, as he would say, hood rat stuff. Yep. And just bringing his antics over. For folk that don't know, have you ever seen Shaw Walker wrestle before? I've not seen him wrestle before. So his stick was, he was from the hood of Lindsay. (laughs) The hood of Lindsay. (laughs) Which... Before you diss Lindsay, it's my hometown when I stay. Yeah. <laughs> the projects of Lindsay. <laughs> mouth, mouth now shut, no one knows. So he was very much down and it came to a point <laughs> where. Uh, you could also hear Mikey Whiplash talking about this in his interview. Yeah. That I did from as well because he's sitting there going, please let this go the right way. Yeah. If you listen to that Mikey Whiplash interview and you've, you've wondered what we were talking, what he was talking about, uh, this is what he was talking about. So he basically had to explain to Sean Walker that he wasn't a bro, so to speak, um, and even used the big mirrors at the source school to show and use me and our friend Gemma as a comparison to basically show that he's not a bro. To when Sean <laughs> started crying. Uh, Thinking that he had realised that he wasn't a pro, he said, oh my god, I'm Ginger! <laughs> see, yep. see, all that bit reminded me of is in the film See No Evil, Hear No Evil, where Richard Pryor <laughs> is a blind man and he just blots out, I'm not white! Does Dad know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was basically it. And then that, Shug just sort of went, 
I'm sorry, man. I did not mean for that because <laughs> nobody knew that Quacko was going to go to the show. Nobody had predetermined this. <laughs> this is before Quacko even started ring announcing. Mm-hmm. Um, before, before, like you became so heavily involved. Yeah. At Solars. I was literally there to enter, have a bit of. We were, hi, we were there to see who was going to be the first champion because we were doing a, a tournament over the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had Mike Bailey going up against Solar in one of the best high flying matches I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still one of my favourites. Solar from El Greenock. <laughs> yes, El Greenock. <laughs> but yeah, so what we'll do is we're going to quickly talk about just some promotions that link in to overseas talent. So the one that I do want to talk about is just mainly Rev Pro and their link with New Japan. Because, mm-hmm. see, when it comes to like the New Japan, like the Young Lions and their dojo, when they get sent off on excursion, the first place in the UK they're usually sent to is Rev Pro. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ross, you know much about people getting sent on excursions that are not Hiko Leo from Bullet Club? I don't know much about that, no, but I do know the fact that when, you know, promotions started getting a bit wide and we're putting, you know, like, like just have a circle. No, 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 no. Putting the likes of, you know, UK champ Pete Dunn versus IWGP junior champ Will Osprey versus TNA champ uh, Austin Aries and WWE basically put a stop to that. Rev Pro knew they had enough there to go, yeah, we don't need WWE UK guys. We are not going to use them anymore. Um, but yeah, the link between New Japan and Rev Pro really much goes through Zack Sabre Jr. being over there because although he is British, the guys like Tomohiro Ishii and even AJ Styles mm-hmm. when he was champion, uh, they'll come over, they'll do matches in the UK, they'll do, for Rev Pro, they'll do matches for New Japan in the UK, and then you've always got that safety net of Zack Sabre Jr. who's employed by both, where if they can't make the commitments, Zack Sabre Jr.'s booked on every show, he'll win the title back off them. And I think that's such a... It goes to show that you don't need the WWE, you don't need WWE X exports because, you know, the world, you know, with online social media and all that, there's so much more out there now. Mm-hmm. And it just shows the importance of that relationship, yeah. I don't know much about the excursions, so I just talked about something else. <laughs> I mean, that's, oh, wow. With all fairness, like, when it talks about uh, excursions, unless mm-hmm. you're like a rabid New Japan mm-hmm. fan, I mean, I only really know. Mm-hmm. Because of Daniel, that's the only reason I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend I know, but I know that it's Red Shoe's son, who is um, John Moxley's best pal in New Japan, right? Don't know his name, but he's out on excursion right now, and it's it's like going around the UK, or like that's why Hiko Leo is out. I mean, this is also because like they just need to get some More experience. experience. Mm-hmm. So instead, like they just spend so much time in the dojo, and then they get sent off out on excursion for mm-hmm. so many months. So and. And I'm like, right, you develop a character, this is when like, you're ready, you've got your knee pads, you've got your elbow pads, you can off you go. Because fun fact, right, d- like, depending on your status in the dojo, you get one knee pad, then you get two knee pads, then you get one elbow pad, and then you get another elbow pad. <laughs> that is actually how it goes, and it's just all plain black. This is a fun fact I learned. I am learning things. Uh, the Young Lions tournament is sometimes a bit hard to watch, just because it's just guys and black tights yeah. and right. shaving hair yeah short so the matches are good but sometimes it's a bit different a uh, differentiate that's what's so, happened with Justin no it's not it's Gabriel Kidd because he's now at the LA Dojo mm-hmm. and that's what when he came back for his match at ICW he'd mm-hmm. done the whole Young Lions thing black mm-hmm. trunks black everything so do you know much about the excursions or even just like links no Jack? no no 
this was supposed to be. I don't know enough. But all I know is just like sometimes you had them, you had some of them on the Ring Honor UK tour. Yep. Because I'd, I'd watch a couple of that, but I don't know enough specifically to. I mean, with all fairness, that's how um, Joe, Joe Hendry got introduced to Ring of Honor, so that's mm-hmm. it's also sometimes a good thing. Mm-hmm. But that's why I said we'll quickly talk about it because. Yeah. Like we're not going to admit, like we're not going to say that we know absolutely everything there is to know about mm-hmm. wrestling because let's just face it, we don't. There's um, too much to watch. There's too much to watch. Too much to know. So, mm. but this is why, like, we do have like a big massive team that, like, some people know this, some mm. people know that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, or, or in case of me, I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm very proud of. I mean, I learned who Shabata was the other day, so there we go. <laughs> it's not Shabata. Who is it then? Shabata. Ian Skinner's dad. That's who it is. <laughs> when he called him, he called Ian Skinner's favourite wrestler Shibata as in the bread. I make Shibata. So what do you want me to do? Anyway, back to Ian Skinner's dad. He's got a tattoo of him, you know. Something uh, as well I liked about it is the fact that it's not just a one-way relationship. Like sometimes the WWE partnership with ICW can feel a bit. You know what? We'll let your guys be on that show, and then like we're like two weeks notice. It's like nope. We need them. Mind yeah, you. and we're like you know, there's been eight weeks of build, and there's not another big show for another seven weeks. So then it feels like, like so the Kenny Williams feud with Aaron Echo and the Coffee Brothers feud, mm-hmm. it feels dragged out. The Rev Pro, the Rev Pro title, um, has been defended in New Japan on their biggest shows. You know, it was defended at Royal Quest. It's been, I think, a few Wrestle Kingdoms. It's been defended. Yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. is very present with that title, mm-hmm. you know, whereas the likes of... It also gets put on a line if he's in the G1 as well, mm-hmm. so... Whereas the likes of, you know, Kaylee Ray is bringing the UK title back to ICW. She wasn't on TV with the ICW title. So it was like it was a bit of a one-way street. Mm-hmm. They didn't make like a brief mentions whenever I had... Yeah. I mean, it was uh, whenever they mentioned the ICW, I mean, Andy Wilde is <laughs> Michael Cole's favourite yeah. UK champion. But... <laughs> But also the fact that um, if you go to a New Japan show or you go to a Rev Pro show, it's not a case of like when the NXT UK title comes here and we're like, they're not letting that change hands here. It's like anything could go. But for the likes of, you know, for the longest time it was Marty Scurll, now it's uh, Zack Sabre Jr. He's the sort of default back to guy. But, you know, the likes of Suzuki, Tomohori Ishii, AJ Styles, Colt Cabana, who we mentioned earlier on, all winning the title. Mm-hmm. And it was all over the world, you know, it's in America, it's in, you know, London, it's in I Japan. It's like, you don't know where it is next. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, so that was us talking about just, just a wee bit on like linked promotions because it is all beneficial or sometimes it can just be a one way street. It's mm-hmm. like, but now I know we did say that we weren't going to talk about Irish wrestlers because they're just across the Irish Sea. I mean, I'm going down to Port Patrick at the end of the month and apparently you can see Ireland from there because it's that close. So that's how close, but we've got some of our favourites. So some like some of my favourites that have come from Ireland, so Debbie Cartel, who is the current Fierce Females Internet Champion, as well as the Empress of Phoenix. And she's challenging for the OTT Women's Championship against Katie Harvey. Go get it. Go get it, girl. We've also got our pal, the catch provocateur Alexander Dean has made such a big wave especially here in Scotland like he, he is already very well known and he has said to us that like he's best friends with Andy Wilde he spent a lot of time over here in like PWE BCW and now he's making his home 
in ICW. It reminds me of that guy that used to wrestle here, Sean South. <laughs> he killed Sean South. <laughs> <laughs> I pushed him down the stairs. If anyone does not know that story, listen back to my interview with Alexander Dean on All Good Android Podcast, the sites, iTunes, and Spotify. Ching! Cha-ching! <laughs> Any opportunity. But, Kwaku, our Irish wrestling, I mean, we spend a lot of time with fierce females. Yes. It, we, kind of, we, it, we can't really call it an Irish invasion because that just sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it basically has been I mean you've got Raven Creed Debbie Cartel Valkyrie Amy Alonzi and Katie Harvey that's five women that have been a mainstay in Fierce Females in Glasgow mm-hmm. yeah. tell me more about the mainstays then yeah I mean <laughs> I mean they did have that segment at the end of one of the shows where they kind of it, it become Scotland versus Ireland yeah but Amy Alonzi want to be Irish, uh, being Scottish because she's a unicorn I know love you Amy <laughs> like, she did, she wants to be a unicorn, so I, I, she's I've automatically Scottish. Sure. I have actually announced her in, she is the Irish unicorn set in lightning on fire. There you go. She's also special as a unicorn. But yes, it was, well, Katie Harvey, mm-hmm. Raven Creed and Debbie Keitel basically claimed it was an Irish invasion. Mm-hmm. Why I mean, not? Yeah. Why well, not? Have you got some favourites that have come from Ireland apart from like, I'm, I'm, wait, I'm going to leave one trio because I know you'll want to talk about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I can't really count them because it's Northern Ireland and that's British, but Adam Maxed, just because I interviewed him and he's just, I get lost I get lost in his Sorry, eyes. Sorry Jack, you're, you're like, coming in the show like where everyone's just plugging their own crap. Yeah. <laughs> I get lost in his eyes. Even uh, to the guy that was wanting to say, you know what I mean? Lots <laughs> of show takes my guy. <laughs> du, 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 du. <laughs> Jordan Devlin, I mean, well, <laughs> just just for that chant itself. No, Jordan, Jordan Devlin has went from when he first broke onto the the NXT UK scene. It was uh, oh, your head's too big, and oh, you're just a you know, you're a Funko Pop Finn Balor. And with all fairness, he does look like a Funko Pop of Finn Balor. Yeah, but you know, I have a I have a Funko Pop of Finn Balor, and he looks exactly like Jordan Devlin. <laughs> He does! We, uh, but aye, anyway, you know, if we thought it was maybe going to get trapped in that that thing with Mason Ryan got caught in where, you know, he looked like Batista, so all of a sudden everybody starts chanting Batista or Ryback looks like Goldberg. That's not Batista. Mason Ryan Batista. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what they thought he looked like. <laughs> or Ryback and Goldberg, you know. Um, okay, I don't see that resemblance. Yeah. He was bald and he... Beat people oh, in like wow. five seconds. No, oh, gen- wow. no generally, like they, everybody was chanting Goldberg, and then he changed. Really? Into I, I do remember that. And, and then he changed yeah. into trunks, and it just didn't help his case because now all of a sudden he was wearing Goldberg's gear. But um, yeah, he's now broke out into you know the import killer, and and OTT. You know, he's the export killer when he comes over. You know, everywhere else, he was OTT champion. He's current Progress Tag Champ. He's just built a brand for himself and just for the better part of a year, every time there was an indie show, people were saying, you need to check out that Jordan Devlin match, you need to check out Jordan Devlin against this guy, that guy, the next guy, you know, Jordan Devlin against Walter, OTT, you know, 17th yes. of March on St Paddy's Day, £40 return. <laughs> <laughs> I remember... CR travel agent Brian Gallagher yes. for that. <laughs> And I remember after having a night out with Hayley checking the phone and going, 
it's a disappointment I should be there and just looking up and getting the girl like oh I'm sorry do you not want to spend time with me like no no it was before I met you we were meant to be going there <laughs> but, but yeah just that crowd reaction he's went from you know sort of Bret Hart in the 90s gimmick where he's a heel when he goes abroad or sorry he was a heel in America but when he's in Ireland there is no one that the fans love more and unfortunately he's not in OTT anymore but that pop will remain one of the best pops I think in 2019 or even in wrestling just the way that crowd goes mental it's like for those that haven't seen it but maybe follow ICW think the pops Grado used to get back in the day that sort of pop he's the hometown guy mm-hmm. he beat the expo you know he he's beat, beat he Walter. beat Walter yeah there you go Walter had like every title <laughs> except an ICW one I think ICW made, remained the stronghold <laughs> like you're not getting in it's like you're not getting in but Jack. yeah sorry yeah John Devlin for me yeah Jack how about you apart from uh, maybe aside from Adam Max said I'd say uh, <laughs> Casey Owens alright okay I have I am a big fan I just enjoy, I enjoy watching her. Just the, even the whole thing with the wee man and being the manager, it's just something, something attracts me to watching it, the kind of, oh, I like that I hate you. <laughs> you just love to hate her? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, okay. Right, have you got anyone else? Yeah. Just? Every, every, uh, um, <laughs> big demo. Um, yeah, it's, it's I, I, I mean, I kind of forget. I don't, I don't, I kind of I forget that Game is also not from like he's from Ireland. I don't want to say. I don't want to say Kelly and Dane because I don't like the name. He's, it like, sounds like Kill Ian Dane. Yeah, like, what's Ian Dane done to you? <laughs> but no, uh, big big demo for me even like see when he came back to the when the the house the house show tour when he was came mm-hmm. back to Fight Club I was like mm-hmm. yes yes yes. He was always a kind of when I first got into ICW, he was one of the main guys. Like he's a he's a beast. He's a, a don't mess with this guy. I mean, there's, there's a reason that Simon called him the Beast of Belfast, and it did actually catch on. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, correction, it was Billy that fought off that. Oh, was it Billy? Sorry, Billy. I'll give you all the credit. Yeah. Love you, Billy. Something as well. <laughs> something that the human being calls something in our interview with Billy. Uh, oh God's sake! <laughs> <laughs> Plugging your own stuff. <laughs> that, that man should Fun. get royalties. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, something, uh, David Wilson put up photos of Nikki Cross when she came back to yeah. Wrestling Raw the other night. And see the transformation you see with Demo in like 2010 on these like carnival shows where he's wearing a singlet and he's, you know, he's built like he's, that. Yeah, uh, he's, he's skinny as in it. And then the, he's got short hair, no beard, and now he's just this big, massive, like, just terrifying like, beast of Belfast. You just demo, a demo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was in it before, I'll never forget the first ICW show I took my brother to was one of the square goals mm-hmm. and when Demo's music came on I said to my brother look at the size of this guy when he comes out as soon as Demo comes out my brother's eyeball popped out like nothing <laughs> ever. <laughs> it's as if someone took a plunger to it and it just came out. <laughs> uh, we do have like the final people from Ireland that we have come to love quite recently Quacky. Kings of the North. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was going to say, in the team of LJ Cleary, Darren Kearney, and Nathan Martin. Yeah. More than hype. Yes. I mean, me and you, like, we've, we've come quite close with those boys, mm-hmm. actually, and spent a lot of time with them when they were over here. I mean, mm-hmm. talk to us about more than hype and they how are, they deserve all the love in the world. They are. They, like, <laughs> literally, they're propping up everywhere, and they're so right they should be. Um, they actually recently had a WWE tryout as well. I didn't even know that. Ah. That's fantastic. Fun fact. And I hope 
I hope they've done well. Yeah, I really do hope so. And considering the fact that the oldest of them all is 21 years old, it's mm-hmm. frightening. Sickening. I know. <laughs> yeah, oh my god. It's sickening. So, but the wrestling brains on them, like, um, LJ started training from so young, like, mm-hmm. he was 13. Um, Darren trained at Lad Storm School mm-hmm. um, SWA over in Canada and Nathan who um, is tr- just trained from Ireland but the amount of knowledge he's picked up has just been phenomenal and the way the three of them just fit together mm-hmm. and they're just incredible so yeah sky's a little bit for them yep and you catch my interview on More Than Hype mm-hmm. on all good Andrew podcasting sites how many is that during the day? Well, this was about the fourth interview we've had today. Five, six. I interviewed Al Snow now. But what I'm going to do is, we don't just tell our own opinions, we also have everyone else who is in the wrestling community, the listeners, and who. Did they interview more than hype? I don't think so. Move on. <laughs> Did you interview more than hype? I don't think so. Did you I drive all the way to Heart Hill to interview more than hype? No, you did not. No, no, I drove all the way to America to interview uh, Al Snow. <laughs> While he was driving along the road. Uh, go to the nine bus. <laughs> <laughs> Goes everywhere. But yeah, so I, like, I went out to our community page, because this is what I like doing before shows. I like to annoy everyone that's in the community page and find out who their favourites are. Because that's what the Did community page is. anyone say Bram? No. No point. <laughs> I deleted that comment. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stephen Blair, friend of the show, now he says as much as he jokes about this guy because he is a magician and kind of a comedian, but he's a Colt Cabana, which yeah. he posted a selfie of him and Colt Cabana. Lovely. Nice. <laughs> yes. Um, who else? He was also Kurt Angle and the Dudleys when they did their indie tour. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I kind of, yeah. I kind of pushed out of my mind that the Dudleys did an indie tour. Kurt Angle did a lot for Rev Pro as well. Yeah, sure, yes. And well, WCPW or Defy. Def- yeah, he did a massive, massive feud with Joe Hendry. Yeah, Joe Hendry was actually really smart about that. He, he uh, got the message for Kurt Angle, and he went to the promoters and went, "I can get you Kurt Angle, but it's only if I get to face him." And they've jumped at the chance. Wow. Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, Marco Piva as well, one of the one of the guys that uh, does translations for ICW. Love Marco. He says Paxo, Avil and Jokey, Tommy End, Travis Banks, Tony Storm, and Paul London. I think everyone forgot about Paul London. Then yeah. you can add on Brian Kendrick as well. Oh, the oh. the Viking Experience. The War Raiders. The War Raiders or War, War Machine, Machine or, or whatever name they are this week. <laughs> The two oh. big burly men. <laughs> I, like, I like how of all the names you went for Viking experience. Oh, it's, it's the current uh, name. I don't uh, want to be that guy. Like, I'm not calling him Dean Ambrose. I'll call him John Moxley. Like, he, he was Dean Ambrose for six years. You call him John Moxley now. Yeah. Um, Stephen Bradley. Now, this is one that actually I completely forgot about, and it's Matt Cross. Yeah. Matt Cross was one mm-hmm. that is ICW. He did a lot in Discovery as well. Mm-hmm. A lot down south. I mean. That beard as well. A great match with uh, Mark Coffey for the yeah. ZOG. Mm-hmm. Graham McRobbie, friend of the show, now you'll be surprised that it's actually... Is it f- someone from Japan? No! What? No one originally from Japan. We have David Starr, Mark Davis and Kyle Fletcher, aka Aussie Open that I do now know are from Australia. Shut the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Banks, Tony Storm, Sugar Dunkerton, Speedball Mike Bailey and El Fantasmo. That's a hell of a wrestling match card he's just listed off there. I know, but there was no, there's nobody from Japan. 
That's like nobody originally from Japan. He didn't even mention Red Shoe's son, and I did. Aha. <laughs> oh, look at me! I've watched six <laughs> Japan shows in my life. I have actually. <laughs> I now know everything. <laughs> Dan, the man from New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know, he's going to Wrestle Kingdom this year, and I'm jealous next, as hell. Next week we see Cena walking out with red shoes on. <laughs> I'll be a better referee than Red Shoes, alright? David Adam, now, I actually completely forgot about uh, Cassius Ono, or Chris Hero, as he's also known as. And then, there was also one person, like, one of, when I watched back, was actually one of my favourite matches. And it was Tommaso Ciampa, when he was in Discovery against Joe Coffey. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not a big fan of Joe Coffey, and I've made that very clear, but Ciampa made him interesting. I, I actually, like, forgot that Chapa did fight Demo in ICW as well. Yeah. Uh, so I think it was uh, a spaceball show. Yeah. So you've had uh, Mary Dobson, who's also now known as Sarah Logan, when she was. Who's married to a member of the Viking who's experience? Who's married to the, which one? <laughs> uh, the baldy one. <laughs> uh, well, they've changed their names. Ro. 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 Or uh, Eric. I think Eric is his Eric name now. Uh, yeah, she was known as Crazy Mary Dobson. I mean, I remember her match with Jack Jester. Do you know who's just come up with a thing Um I just forgot his name there. Um, <laughs> Clearly so important. King of the Bros. Matt Riddle. That's it. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I'm just momentarily for two seconds forgot his name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one that David Adams said was Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. I love his team um, so much. <laughs> and my favourite Riptide match ever. Mm. You well, do like your uptight wrestling, you really do. Um, Timothy Thatcher is another one. Like I completely forgot about Timothy Thatcher. He's a scary, scary man. His match with Joe Hendry, one of the best I've seen in a long time. Marcel Barthel, somebody we've left it. Yeah. We're just going to name all of our camp now, are we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also Jeff Cobb is another one. Like as much as we diss, or I don't diss, but as much as some people diss Aaron Echo. That was actually an okay match at Shugs. It wasn't mm. terrible, but it wasn't great. And it wasn't awful. <laughs> I love Trudeau's pro master. <laughs> These people don't even know who Jeff Cobb is. Indie snobs. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie, I didn't know who Jeff Cobb was, but I enjoyed the match. Also, I interviewed Trudeau. Just... <laughs> <laughs> this is all it is. I mean, we haven't been... We ha- we've actually been quite well behaved. We've not plugged our own shows in a while, Ross. So no, exactly. This exactly. is how you keep up the listens, people. Oh. Listen back. But yeah, so no, that was some that was some of our listener ones from the fan community after I annoy everybody. But in the time that we've got left, I just want to go around the panel and I just want to get like some of your favourite matches that have included imports. So Jack, I'll start with you. How about some like some of your favourite matches of all time that have included imports? Eh, uh, no, it's my favourite match, but I can't remember who Rhino was against at Shug's house party. Oh, I know what you mean. Is it not Jester? I think it could have been. It was, it was, that was the first ICW show I went to and I was like, oh, I want to go because I want to see Rhino, I want to see a gore in person. And then just seeing it was a kind of gore for the table, I was like, that's it. And all it makes it seem pure, oh, well, no, he's against. So he clearly that. didn't like yeah. that much, you can't remember who was I at care, I cared more for Rhino <laughs> than I did Jack Jesser at that point. Well, that's the thing, they're both bad thing Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're still going to ICW regularly, he's still uh, there. Exactly. Thank you, Rhino. Good guy. <laughs> uh, I really like the Kurt Angle Joe Coffee match as well. Yeah. I'd probably say they're, they're my two standouts. Mm-hmm. Oh. Would I put Dragon off and Joe Coffey for the Zero G title? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's stealing who's stuff now? That's one of the beast, there we go. Right in. That was that that sold me on him then, yeah. There's there's a lot, you mean 
There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. Ross? Let me think. Come back to me sometime. Alright, well, while uh, Ross is thinking, Quacky put his hand up. And match. Okay, I'm going to say two matches. Go for it. Uh, one that I've seen in person, one that I haven't. Okay. So, in person, Lewis Garvin versus Ricochet. Oh my god, yes. Oh, yes. Um, Did you steal I, another one of yours? I, no, I forgot about that. That fear and loving nine. How could you? That was. Oh my It's one of those ones that just gets like, lost. In it was, see, it was placed. Yeah. And like in a weird spot, mm-hmm. but my god, it was match of the night, hands down for me. See, I was there, but I just completely forgot that match happened. Yeah. <laughs> see, said it. See what I mean? And I was like, see what I mean? It was, it was how good was the match? Was like, now that, that I remember, it was amazing. Yeah, I'm like, it was just, it was just where it was placed. Yeah, it's, because you kind of think of uh, Kurt Angle, Joe Murphy's yeah. entrance. At, I mean, Joe, uh, Joe Hendry's entrance at the start with Bohemian Joe Bohemian Rhapsody and stuff like that. But because uh, it was in the middle, you can kind of kind of forget. But my God, what a match! Uh, one that I've seen on YouTube has to be Riptide, and it was Jimmy Havoc versus Matt Riddle versus Keith Lee in a two out three falls tables match. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. That sounds incredible. Watch it. If you've not watched it, it's just... I don't want to spoil the start of it, but the start of it alone is just pure comedy. Have you thought something there, Yes, actually, I'm going to go with one that I mentioned earlier, because I did watch the match begrudgingly, looking at it through angry eyes. Uh, (laughs) Walter versus uh, Jordan Devlin for the OTT title. That was a really good match. I believe that was their fifth anniversary, and just one recently... Uh, Blayton Buzzard versus... It was a WrestleRama show. Was it WrestleRama? Fifth anniversary was the one that's most recently happened when David Starr won it. So, Blayton Buzzard, James Storm as well, and just two tag teams, one that features one import and one that is another, because we've talked about how we want more, more life in the ICW tag division. Kings of the North, they are brilliant heels. When you watch them in OTT, they are brilliant faces. They are three-time OTT champions, I believe. I think they're the longest reigning as well. And, you know, from down in Mexico, El Santos, with Britain's own no fun done. <laughs> Bring the, I had to get that in there. <laughs> Bring them back as well. You know, the anti-fun police, because, you know, they've got a Mexican in there. It's definitely not a British guy in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Kings of the North, because I think they are... They are a tag team. These guys don't take and like bookings themselves unless the other one's injured. They do so much together, and then obviously you can have the likes of. Could you imagine, you know, the Kings of Catch and Stevie against Maxted and Kings of the North? That'd be a great match, I think. Yeah, fun match. Because mm-hmm. it's two proper tag teams. You've got Adam Maxted, who's insanely athletic, and then you've got Stevie Boy. I think if you're an ICW fan, you don't need to explain Stevie Boy to anybody. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not even going to bother because everyone knows what my favourite matches are because I've, I've mentioned them throughout the show. So like, there's been like Dalton Castle and Joe Hendry. Uh, it was like, even though it was a Ring of Honor show, still it was a great match. Uh, Timothy Thatcher and Joe Hendry. Again, that was basically Joe putting his number one contendership on the line. And basically, if he did beat Timothy Thatcher, that he was going to become the number one contender discovery. And oh my god, that was a, it was a great match. Was that the one who came out in his Commonwealth attire? Yes. Yeah, yes. That. And then I did mention again Joey Ryan versus DCT. I mean, Joey Ryan's got the best entrance song in the world, and I have I've not brought it up in a while actually. Yes, I've noticed. Even though you don't actually like <laughs> pina coladas, I don't like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain. But yes, you don't like yoga. I don't you like have half a brain. 
<laughs> Maybe. Depends on the day of the week. But yeah, so Joey Ryan taking on DCT at Discovery. Can I quickly one, two, sorry, two last ones? Just because they're... Yes. I, I'm not a BT Gun fan, I made that clear before. His match against Sammy Callahan was great. Is that because he got booted with the Impact Championship? Maybe. But um, <laughs> I don't mind... Impact across your head. I don't mind BT. That and uh, Reckless Intent. Mm-hmm. Sugar Dunkington make you whiplash. That was the first oh time I'd seen God, Sugar yes. Dunkington. And oh my God, it's just. Did he just assume my, what my species? I, I am not a chicken, uh, don't assume my species. <laughs> I mean, if you could ever imagine Mikey Whiplash as a comedy wrestler, mm-hmm. this is a match that you need to somehow see. Is yeah. When Sugar Dunkington's near him, he just brings it all out. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't ever brilliant. assume that he's a species, don't assume he's a chicken or anything. It was that small don't call child. Him boss. <laughs> don't call him boss. It was that small child that kept shouting chicken, and as soon as Mikey ran into the crowd, I've never seen a child run so fast. <laughs> it's like, no! Well, there you go, guys. That has been our top overseas talent that are getting used in the UK indie show. Next week, we have Andy. Big Andy Mitchell is in the hosting chair. Headbutt! <laughs> and it's going to be an entire show, which is Andy's wheelhouse. So he's going to have a field day with us. And he is talking about the history of the NWO. <laughs> and I think Ross is on that show as well. I love NWO. <laughs> but yeah, so you can catch that next week. Usual site, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes. Make sure you subscribe. Check out our back catalogue. Check out our website. Sign up to Patreon and give us your money. Remember, it's starting at $4 a month and you get so much content every single day. And that's just a voice. Give us our money. <laughs> give us your money, please. <laughs> but yes, we've got great content like me and Quacker said with our indie wrestling show <laughs> that, that has not got a name. Indie sausage rolls for me. <laughs> we, still want, we still want names for that as please. well. So please get us in and... Yeah, that's it. If you've got any other overseas talent that we maybe missed and that you have maybe want to share with us, get in touch with I'll us. I'll be David Hockney said it is really Mickey James, Mickey James, Mickey James. Oh yeah, no, ah, Mickey James. <laughs> then again, you probably would have thought Nick Aldis was from America as well. <laughs> I interviewed him as well. Yes. That go. one was set up. More cheap plugs. So I want to thank my panel, Ross. Thank you. Quacker. Thank you. And I want to thank Jack for joining us for the first time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. I enjoyed it. It was a very good time. <laughs> I yeah, promise. Yeah. I well, promise. Next time we won't plug every interview we've done. I think we just did that there. Uh, <laughs> I think we just did just just because. But I'll yes. <laughs> no, you don't. Put that last away. But yes. So that is my panel. That has been the show, and we will catch you next week. Listen, cunts. I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of. D- tips you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalogue of eat sleep suplex retweet whatever the fuck you're doing that's what you should be doing i don't care if it's your mum's birthday i don't care if she's feeling contractions get on it right now